Welcome to The Real Money Show, hosted by Guildhall Wealth Management. This is a show about the incredible potential of owning physical gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamonds and what they can do to protect and make you money in these turbulent markets. The number always to call, one 214 The website, you can bounce right over to therealmoneyshow.com. In studio with the president of Guildhall, Paul Weissman, vice president Jeremy Weissman, and the queen of diamonds is back. One of Canada's foremost experts on uh, the area of colored diamonds, Nicole Snitman, also in studio. That is one heck of an injury for you, my dear. Uh, Jeremy, starts as always with a brief. First, I uh, want to know what happened to the suntan. You were away for I, a week. There, it, there's a lot of. Um, first of all, I'm Irish English, so it, it takes forever to bake. Right? Is that a suntan, yeah. or you just browned off? <laughs> That's right, it's just a little bit of color. Oh, okay. just, right. There's a little bit there. My belly's a little brown. I won't bother showing you that. Today. Okay. Uh, Jeremy, a little, enough uh, said. Yes, exactly. No more shown. Uh, a little update, Jerry. Uh, Jeremy, with what's going on before we get into some interesting news about the U.S. stock market. Sure. Well, just to update um, all of the listeners on what's happened in gold and silver so far this week. Uh, gold uh, so far this year is up about 11%. Silver is up about 6% year to date. Um, and gold is trading just below uh, 1350 an ounce in the 1340 range. Silver uh, knocked down early Friday as we're, uh, as we're taping the show, but still trading in and around the $21 level. And as I said, up about 6% for the year. And interestingly enough, actually, some, you know, we've talked about the. Um, surtaxes going into India in gold imports. Well, there was a great report out this week talking about the imports of silver going into India, which are up thousands of percent over last year, that they imported um, hundreds and hundreds of tons of silver. So they, they've gone to uh, the younger brother or the, the, the poor cousin of gold, and they've been accumulating silver like crazy over there. So physical demand is still very, very strong. And I think that I was talking with um, one of our brokers in the office about uh, the exchanges, the difference between the Shanghai exchange and the New York exchange. And and it has to be understood that the New York exchange deals with um, a a lot of people looking into the market and uh, basically playing with the markets, whereas so 90 percent, 95 percent of the contracts are not to be delivered. They're not uh, looking to get contracts delivered, not looking to take physical. Whereas, whereas in Shanghai, it's 90% they're taking delivery. And that that bullion goes into China. It is not coming back out. Um, All of the bullion that China's creating is staying in China. And as we get further into the show and start talking about geopolitics and what what it means to gold, that's going to start to have a significant impact. So that's what's going on in in the markets uh, this week in terms of pricing. Have they still got that import tax in India? I thought they were going to... No, no, they still got the tariff. They still have it. If the new government, you know, they talked about it uh, a couple of weeks ago, if they really want to get re-elected the government, they're going to have to take the tariff off. Uh, Because in India, they love gold more than they love curry. (laughs) And uh, it's a question right now. With that tariff, the product is coming in through the back door. You know, smugglers seem to be able to get it in. But as Jeremy said, you know, they love silver. Silver has become a, it's a precious metal, but it's also an industrial metal. And it's trading at 62 to 1 ratio between gold and silver, 63 to 1 right now. Um, it's a great, great mm. uh, metal to get into, which does have a value. And, and silver is being used up at a much, much greater rate than gold. All the gold that's ever been mined is still above ground. It's in coins, it's in bars, it's in jewellery, uh, it's in teeth, uh, but it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's out there. I mean, it's been stored away, uh, yet silver is being used up. It's used today virtually in every technology, from a light switch to uh, everybody's got a cell phone, flat screen TV, microwave. It all contains silver, and it's not recyclable. You know, when, you know, in the past, everybody thought about silver uh, to recycle. It was in film. Well, you know, silver hasn't been used in film probably heavily in the last 10 years. We've been digitized. You know, how many people use a camera that puts film in a camera? I don't know yeah. anybody today, unless maybe you're a professional photographer that's still shooting in black and white, and you still use a digital camera. So the recycling of taking the film is used in x-rays, uh, but that's not much of a recycle amount to come back in. Silver is a byproduct. There's not that many silver markets, but silver is a byproduct of gold, copper, and zinc mining. So the first thing they're looking for is gold because we're trading at thirteen fifty an ounce versus silver at $21 an ounce. What are you going to mine? Right. You know, in zinc and copper, you know, copper's trading at, you know, three and a half dollars 
you know, a, a pound or an ounce, whatever it is today. So, you know, silver is an undervalued uh, product as is a precious metal as well as an industrial metal. Now, the key thing is you've got to look at figures right now, and I'm really kind of jumping away from something. Um, the job creation the job report came out in the States this morning of how many jobs they created. Um, for the last month, everybody's been complaining about the weather and it was going to, you know, order the figures. You know, in December, they there was 1.3 million people that went off of unemployment. They're now on welfare in America. So the figures are 6.6. You know, they're a little moved around. They're massaged a little. If you look at, you know, the companies that are laying off people, Radio Shack is closing 1,100 mm-hmm. stores. How many people in each store? Five, ten people, whether they're permanent, part-time. You know, that's almost 10,000 people are going to be out of work. I'm just looking through some other things. Time magazine, laying off 500 people. Um, 13,000 layoffs expected um, in the month of like February and March in, in the States. Canada, the same thing. We were supposed to create 20-odd thousand jobs. It was minus 7,000 jobs, this this report. So I'm looking at figures. You know, there are a lot of head fakes going on. The Fed tells us, the U.S. government tells us there's no inflation. Uh, maybe they haven't heard there's a drought. There was a drought in California, and everything has gone through the roof, in, whether it's fruit, vegetables, wheat. Restaurants are paying an unbelievable upcharge right now on everything that's imported. I don't know, you know, how many um, avocados we're growing in Ontario from September to May. I don't know how many oranges we grow here. I don't know how many bananas we grow here. I mean, it's just an an absolute BS. Everything has gone up. As we're recording the show right now, oil's trading at $102.60 a barrel U.S. In Canadian, that's close to $115 a barrel. If you notice at the pumps, the price of gasoline has been creeping up, creeping up. Again, you know, the government gets an extra 13% on every... 10 cents that goes up is 1.3 cents that the government's getting. Nobody seems to be getting a rebate back on that. But these are little things that we try to understand. John, why don't you give out some numbers where they, you know, people can contact us? one 877 is the number Paul's talking about, as well, the realmoneyshow.com online. We, uh, we talked about it actually before the show, Jeremy, about George Soros basically saying the, uh, the, the stock market in the U.S. is going to falter. What's the details on that? Well, this isn't the first time someone who's uh, mega rich has done this. Uh, um, Warren Buffett uh, short, was shorting the market uh, in 2007 prior to the 2008 collapse. George Soros is doubling down on the bet that uh, the S&P and basically the U.S. stock market is going to falter. Um, you know, this is this is one of those cases where you follow the smart money. And if he's looking to do that, well, you know, on the one hand, it's great to see that he agrees with – uh, with our show and everything that we're talking about. Uh, clearly, the U.S. has never gotten out of its recession, um, which is why we call this segment, Has the Can Actually Hit the End of the Road? Um, unemployment continues to rise. Uh, money, The money spigot continues to turn. Um, companies are laying off left, right, and center. Food stamps. Um, Obama is... is uh, you know, he, he's been considered the food stamp president. Um, you know, you're looking at over 40 million people in the United States on food stamps. Now, it's great for votes. You know, they might get a sympathy vote, but it's not helping any economy. So you have to look and say, are, are, you, are you doing better this year than you were in 2008? And the market, most people would agree that the market is starting to be very toppy, that it's looking very uh, overpriced right now. And the economy isn't reflecting that. So George Soros is, must be on to something saying, look, th- this is going to – the markets are going to um, – there's going to find an equilibrium. And I think the same thing is true with, with gold. I think gold will find its equilibrium at some point as well. You're trading near the uh, cost of production. You can only do that so long. It's like if you had a condo building and – you keep selling units. Are you not raising the prices on the units? You're going to keep selling them at yesterday's prices. It doesn't work that way. So eventually fundamentals take over. And I think that when it does, it's going to be 
magnificent moves in the market, but you have to understand why you're getting into the market. Are you simply trying to take advantage of the market? You, you see the opportunity in gold and silver. You say it's undervalued. I'm a trader. I'm a day trader or a short-term trader, and I want to look to take advantage of that. Or are you also looking to build your wealth? Gold is, has been a wealth builder for centuries, and people use it to store their wealth and build their wealth over time. That's why people who continue to buy gold and silver over the long term don't care where the price is. They simply don't care because it doesn't matter. We talk about colored diamonds a lot on the show. You know, people who buy the, the, the people behind or Graf himself who bought the Graf Pink, they're going to sell that to someone of their stature. That's, that's big money. And when you're buying gold, you have to think like big money. China isn't going to sell off their gold at this price. Russia isn't going to sell off their gold at this price. And Venezuela isn't sell- – you don't hear them selling gold off at this price um, and their economy is under pressure. They're going to wait till the price is much, much higher. And when they do, they're not going to sell it to the public. They're going to sell it privately to another buyer of the same stature, the same way it, it happens in the diamond market. So when it comes to gold, decide whether – or and silver – whether you are a long-term holder and looking to build your wealth or you're looking to take advantage. We have two ways to do that at Guildhall. The thing is, just to, you know, I'm going to tell you how, you know, how you can buy product, but mm-hmm. Jeremy just said the market in, in the stock market is getting frothy, and it is. I mean, we're getting to the top. The last one in is the first one to get hurt. It always happens. The small investor got killed in 2008 and really wasn't going to put their money back in. The market took five years for the S&P and the Dow to get back to where it was. If you look at silver and gold over the last 10 years, even with a terrible, terrible takedown of the price, we're still up 400% on gold, 400% on silver, and it's at a silly price right now. Uh, We've done an awful lot of business. Our smart clients have been buying in. They know silver at $21, $22 is an absolute bargain. Gold trading between $12.50 and $13.50 is still... So at Guildhall, we don't sell paper. We sell physical product. Several ways you can get into the market. You can buy gold and silver. You can take it home for immediate delivery. There's, that's a great way to buy it, put it in a safe deposit box. But 1,000 ounces of silver weighs 70 pounds. You know, if you're looking at $20,000, odd you want to buy $100,000 worth of silver, you need a wheelbarrow. It's 350 pounds. And then when you want to go to sell it, you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to sell it? Also, insurance companies don't like you to keep gold and silver at home. They, I think they only cover you for about $1,500, and an ounce of gold is almost $1,500. So how smart is it to keep coins at home, you know, keep them somewhere safe? So the thing that we offer is a safe, secure depository, which is secured, it's safe, it's allocated, we can segregate it, and we can even give you title to the bars, which means if you were buying, we have two accounts. We have a prestige and a lead account. If you're buying 10 100-ounce bars of silver, you will get the numbered bars. They are your bars. They are stored in your name. If you want to buy more, the bar numbers are added to your, to your collection. If you want to sell, you have to give us the bar numbers that you want to sell. If you want to visit those bars, we can even arrange an a visitation to the depository for you. It's safe, it's secure, it's allocated, segregated and insured with Lloyds of London. Not for everybody because if you want to buy 1,000 ounces of silver, you know, you're looking at around about $21,000, $22,000 US. If you're going to buy 20 ounces of gold, you're looking at around about $26,000, $27,000. The next option you have is collateralized financing. The company that we use for financing, at one time we were, use, we were taking a 30% deposit because the reason we were using 30% as equity, there was a lot of fluctuation and the markets were extremely volatile. The markets are not volatile right now. They've really come down and calmed down. So what they've done is reduce the amount of equity that you can put in. So we're doing now 20% equity. So if you were to buy 1,000 ounces of silver, and the other thing that we're offering as well is a one-time commission. This allows you to trade in and out as many times as you like within a 24-month period for a one-set commission. So let's take, for example, if you bought 1,000 ounces of silver today at $21, $22, for you to double your money, it would have to go to $44. It's really, really simple. Instead of putting up 21000 22000 you're putting up 20% plus a commission. You're putting up about $8,500 $8, total. Instead of the market 
moving up $22, it only has to move up, you know, seven, eight dollars and you've doubled your money. That's all you have to put up. So if you're going to buy 5,000 ounces of silver that would cost you around about $110,000, instead of you putting up $110,000, you're putting up about $40,000 and you're in the market and you're controlling, uh, actually putting up less, about $30,000 and you're controlling 5,000 ounces of silver. A dollar move in the market, you've made 5,000. A $5 move, you've made 25,000. $10 move, you made 50000 If that's the type of money you're looking to make, and not only that, to protect the hard-earned money that you make, your capital, look at the markets. Look where we are. Silver's trading at $21. In May 2011, we were at $49. Gold was trading at nineteen twenty. If you don't think these prices are going to take, get taken out, these highs that were met in 2011, it's going to happen. Silver and gold is real money. That's the name of the show is The Real Money Show. It's a hard asset. You need to have 15 20% hard assets in your portfolio. Take advantage right now. The number one 214 online at therealmoneyshow.com. We'll take a short break. When we come back, we'll talk about geopolitics because that is a huge topic with Jeremy when it comes to the fluctuation of gold and silver and how you should start investing. And later on the show, more on colored diamonds as well. This is The Real Money Show. And welcome back to The Real Money Show. The number one 214 The website you should go to, therealmoneyshow.com. Geopolitics. Big word, or is it two words, Jeremy? It doesn't matter. It's important, right? <laughs> it's one word with a hyphen. Um, uh, so, you know, obviously everyone's got their attention uh, uh, focused on what's happening in the Ukraine right now, and there's a lot of posturing on either side, and uh, trying to find motive in all of this is, has been quite difficult when you're reading all the articles that are coming out. But the posturing is interesting because on the one hand, you've got, and this will lead to gold and silver, on the one hand, you've got um, the U.S., which is basically saying, look, we'll we'll impose sanctions and uh, encircle uh, Russia and isolate them. And the posturing on the other side from Russia is saying, okay, well, we'll dump U.S. treasuries and we'll encourage all of our allies to do the same. And Russia is allied with with China and Iran uh, in terms of uh, pipelines and whatnot. So this situation could burn uh, quite hot, um, and they're they're uh, equating it to to the Cuban Missile Crisis because it, it this could this could go in that direction. So it's surprising that it hasn't moved the price of gold. However, if Putin decided that he was going to dump U.S. Treasuries, you can bet that you're going to want to hold gold at that point as the U.S. dollar would go to its. Uh, natural value, which is zero since it's a fiat currency, very, very quickly. So obviously it's posturing. Um, no one is, is, is drawing a card yet um, and, putting, and putting their cards on the table just yet. But, but this is how geopolitics works and this is how it affects the market. Paul talked in the first segment about oil. Oil is very firm right now based on it. And I think that the ability to cap the gold and silver market and the ability to cap oil, the fact that they haven't gone uh, crazy in the last week um, is perhaps a testament to um, the U.S.'s ability and central banks' ability to uh, interfere in the markets. But I think the threat is there, and I think that when you're looking at geopolitics, and you need to understand what's at stake. And if there's a bail-in, if they, you know, obviously Ukraine is in debt to to Gazprom out of Russia. They're in debt to Russia. European Union doesn't want to take on those debts. Um, banks could be bailed in, bailed out. Um, currencies can go to zero. You want to own gold. So that's that's the relationship between geopolitics and, and gold and silver, and you can see it playing out quite strongly. One thing we have seen is that anyone being interviewed that knows anything about anything is extremely concerned about this um, this uh, debate and, and the, the amongst the leaders and the, the protests and everything getting hot and perhaps going uh, thermonuclear, which is something nobody wants to think about. I don't think it's going to get to that stage, but you've got Germany backing off. I think they import 40% of the natural gas and oil from from Russia right now. Um, you know, there's a lot of European countries that really don't want to get involved. I mean, I don't, I, you know, I was joking with you before about the charge of the Light Brigade, which was in the Crimean War. Uh, the U.S. is really trying as hard as they can to cripple the Russian economy. Um, the ruble dropped off, it dropped down, uh, they had to put in Russia, put in about $12, $15 billion to back it up. But the U.S. would love 
you know, this is the way they do business, is try to kill an economy. But I think Russia's holding quite a lot of, of the cards. In Crimea, they've got 60% of the population. Um, you know, it's going to be very hard to separate and segregate these these two countries, and especially with the Ukraine. Um, there could be a civil war, and I think the Russians are going to stand pat. They have everything to gain and nothing to lose. They can cut off natural gas. They can cut off palladium. They can cut off uranium. There's a lot of commodities that, that they're holding that, that can potentially have major uh, crisis in the market and, and seeing uh, spikes in the market as a result. So obviously it's something that we have to keep watching and, and news is coming out constantly on that. I mean, you've got to read between the lines. I mean, is Russia going to give up everything they've got? I mean, they would love to go back to the old way and be the old Soviet Union. But uh, Putin, you know, is a hard-nosed guy and he's going to stand up. And I don't think uh, Obama's got, you know, I mean, again, it's the charge of the light brigade. You're charging at something with cannons in front of you. It's a an absolute waste, I mean, of, of verbiage in my opinion. The but anyway, is, when you get back and you look at what's going to happen in the market, this morning we had the job report came out, how many jobs were created, the stock market went up. As we're recording the show right now, the Dow is off. Uh, gold came off a little bit on it. You know, gold is a safe haven. It's been like that for 5,000 years. Um you have to look at China. You have to look at India. These are countries 30 years ago that they were riding around on bicycles. They didn't want to, you know, they weren't countries that were creating an economy. Today, these countries are power. They're absolute power, and they're going to take over from the states, and they're going to take over from Europe. They want what we've got, you know, in in the West. They want it badly. So gold and silver, they know is a hard asset. They know it's money. They are, you know, they've made money, they've put it into treasuries, they've invested. It happened to the Japanese, you know, 30, 40 years ago. They bought up everything and they, they you know, the Americans went in and helped to slaughter their economy by selling them overpriced goods. Yeah, look, the thing is, is that everyone knows China and Russia have gold and there, there's a, a whole bunch of trade relations going on where people are, countries are, not people, but countries are trying to circumvent the, the U.S. dollar and so this is what another card that Putin's holding where they can say, look, we're not going to trade with the U.S. If you want to economically isolate us, um, we can economically isolate you. And it's very easy for China to, to trade in, in gold instead of U.S. dollars. It's very easy for Russia to do that. And that's, that's what's at stake. At the end of the day, he who owns the gold makes the rules. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. for years now, um, it's 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 up for conjecture whether they have it or not. I mean, again, this goes back to Germany requesting their gold and being uh, and not getting it. So, so what what is the real story? Where is the gold? And that that's what can play out in these situations. We've talked about it before. Uh, you know, Winston Churchill was worried about Hitler invading England, sent all the gold over to Canada because gold is a country's sovereignty. You know, you can sell off your country's land, uh, you can sell off your country's properties. Um, but you don't. You no longer have a country, so it's it's all about having actual wealth, and this comes down for governments, and it also comes down for for the individual. Are you protecting your wealth? And you know, there's a, a quote came out from from Richard Russell this week. He said, "So what is the poor middle class citizen to do? You can't find a job, and with interest rates at zero, you can't stir up any income, and the food stamp lines are running around the block. My advice is to be patient and hold physical gold." And that's what we're doing at Guildhall. You can buy it, own it outright. If you if you need to take it home and bury it in the back garden, that's that's your business. We can help you do that. If you're looking to have um, your wealth secured in gold and silver, uh, we can do that. Allocate it, segregate it. If you're looking to take advantage of the market, you're looking to be a bit a bit of a speculator, and you think that the that the S and P and the Dow are going down, and you think that gold and silver are, are moving up. Well, you can finance it, and you'd only need a $10 move to double your money. So maybe you do a bit of both um, and, and try it that way. Maybe you add a diamond into the mix and really protect yourself with hard assets. one 1711 or com is where you want to go to get more information and start buying and take advantage of all this information, Paul. Yeah, and as, as well, we offer um, our Precious Metal Advisor, which is a weekly report. Um, it's a yearly a yearly fee on the report is $250, and we're offering it absolutely free for one year. Uh, Darren Long is our senior broker who helps to write th- this report. 
It's a wonderful piece of information on precious metals, on silver and gold, as well as natural fancy colored diamonds. And it gives you a chart of the week. It tells you everything that's going, basically everything that's going on in the markets and the reason why you should be in these markets right now. Uh, If you want an investor kit, if there's something you feel that you want to get involved in, own gold and silver. Uh, whether you want to take it home, put it in the depository, or even if you want to use collateralized fi- financing, it's available to you. The process, we will hold your hands through this whole process. We don't just sell you the product and leave you to it. I mean, you know, you get calls from our uh, brokers. They will, you know, tell you what's going on in the market. If you want to buy something, you can sell on a phone, buy and sell on a phone call. It's not like dealing where you have to you know, take it, deliver it, get it assayed. There's a lot of things that can go wrong in owning precious metals. We've been in business since 2002 when silver was trading at $3.80 and gold was $250. If you've been sitting on the fence and, you know, silver went up to $49, gold went up to 19.20, yes, it did get beaten down. The reason it got beaten down because they wanted the stock market to move up. I think right now, in my opinion, the stock market is basically ready to get beaten down it's like the emperor's got no clothes nobody seems to see they everybody wants to buy into the market who is making money in the stock market right now how many listeners out there own apple and google at two thousand dollars and a thousand dollars and five hundred dollars a share the average person has not seen anything out of this rise in the stock market wall street has seen very very great great Uh, revenues coming in to their people. If in 2008 you had $50 million and you got beaten down to $30 million, guess what? You didn't lose your three meals a day. You still got through. Somebody that had $30,000 in the market and got beaten down to $10,000, $12,000 wasn't that quick to put it back in the market. So if you're looking, you know, to retire, you're looking for, you know, putting your kids through university, this is the time to put some money into gold, silver, and natural fancy color diamond. We're going to talk about diamonds in the next segment. But it's important. Get the Precious Metal Advisor. Go to therealmoneyshow.com. Easy to remember, therealmoneyshow.com. This will take you to Guildhall Wealth. It will take you to our depository, and it will take you to Guildhall Diamonds. So any one of these websites that you want to get into, learn more about it. We're happy to hold your hand, get you into the, get you the information. But our clients this week and last week have been buying gold and silver. The smart money is putting their money into hard assets like gold and silver. You take a $100 bill, drop it on the floor. Take a 100-ounce bar of silver and drop it on the floor. It makes a clang because that is real. It's physical. You know, when there was the ice storm and banks, you know, the electricity was Mm -hmm. off, you know, people couldn't even pump gas. I mean, what happens if there comes a real, real disaster where, like in Cyprus, you can't get your money out of the bank? Ukraine right now, maximum you can get is $1,500 a day. Try to be in business and work on $1,500 a day. If I was to try to buy $200,000 worth of diamonds and I said to my suppliers, I'll give you 1500 a day. You know what they <laughs> would say to me? There's the door. There's the door. Thank you. You know, there's not a lot you're going to learn watching the price of silver or price of gold. You have to get in behind it. You have to understand the fundamentals. That's why we do the Precious Metal Advisor for people to learn that because, you know, last few years people are very frustrated. You know, it's 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 not enough to look at where the market was in 2002 to where it is today. It hasn't – what's it done for me lately is what people are asking. But the thing is – and. It's just a quick uh, anecdote. I tried watching that that Downton Abbey. Could not get into it. But in the first ten minutes, it it was talking about the sinking of the Titanic, and they said, "But it 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 was an unsinkable ship," and the and the character calmly said, "It was unsinkable till it sunk," and that's what's going on in the United States. Are they too big to fail? Has this you know what what is the whole reasoning as as to why these debts are going so high? The unemployment so weak. They're not. They, the government seems incapable of trying to attempt to turn things around, and people are being told. Remember, first segment we talked about it. New York is speculating on on paper bullion, and in Asia, they're buying the real thing. So you need to maybe take a take a, a footing in in both camps there, because you don't know what's going to happen. Is you know the the history of fiat currencies say it always drops to zero. And the U.S. is going around fear-mongering. They did it with Syria. They've done it with Iraq and Afghanistan. Now they're off into the Ukraine, um, and they're coming up against Russia. People like Gerald Salente say, you know, it didn't work for Napoleon. Um, 
and it didn't work for Germany, going up against Hitler. Russia yeah. is, is, not, is not the best thing, uh, has not been the most successful thing. So owning gold and silver is important as a safe haven. It is also important as a hedge against inflation, which occurs when currencies start to drop. And when the U.S. wants to decide to pay off this $17 trillion in debt, they're going to do it from the U.S. dollar going from $0.80 cents down to 70 down to 60 down to 50 this is the time to get positioned. So give us a call, or if you're still learning, get on to the Precious Metal Advisor. The number, one 214 The website, therealmoneyshow.com. The other thing you guys do so well is natural, fancy color diamonds. We'll get to that segment next. And more of The Real Money Show, the number, one 1-877-214-1711. is the website. Nicole, the queen of diamonds is here. Nicole, I'm holding something very pretty in my hand. Want to tell us about that? In fact, I'll tell you what it is. It's the Colored Diamond Buyer's Guide. Right. This is a, a phenomenal piece of literature you have right here. Beautiful print, very colorful, and it's not the size of War and Peace. It is four simple pages, easy to read. Tell me about it. This is the 10-step guide that any buyer in the Colored Diamond market absolutely needs. I put this together very carefully and considered that there's a lot of misinformation on the internet in particular. And I wanted to do this because a lot of people want to want to do things on their own. They want to do that research. And so we're very big on being transparent and providing a lot of information and really empowering our customers to have the knowledge. So when they are looking at a colored diamond, because it is a, a significant purchase, to be able to have all the facts and know what to look for. So like you were saying, it's not war and peace. So it's not you know, 100 pages long where you're going to get lost. It's not overly technical, but it is concrete, and it gives you everything that you need to know when you're making a decision. Now, the best thing, I mean, the, the, the few moments that I've been flipping through this, it's not so much telling you about colored diamonds and how they pull them out of the ground and what they're made of and how hard they are. It's about when you're ready to buy the diamond that you know about, how Correct. you go about doing it, right? That's the information you need. That is the information you, you need because when you go online, and that that's really where people mostly get their information, a lot of the information out there is pertaining to white diamonds. And okay. then we also come across a lot of... Um, a lot of fallacies, a lot of, you know, we've heard, heard really wacky stuff. You mean Wikipedia stuff. is not 100% correct? <laughs> exactly. Come on. We've heard a lot of fallacies, really weird stuff like blue diamonds don't exist, um, you know, what you need, <laughs> you know, what is a good cut. It's just a lot of nonsense. And I just really wanted to cut through all of that, make it very simple. So if you are looking, and you should be looking for a natural fancy color diamond because it is the ultimate store of wealth, um, I just wanted to make it really easy. And the other thing is this this market is still so new to a lot of people. So you try going to chapters. There's no book how to buy natural fancy colored diamonds. Right. There's buyer guides for white diamonds, and white diamonds are different. And there's there's nothing out there. There's nothing that you can buy. We're actually giving this to you for free. It's important information, and I really believe it's going to help a lot of people. Yeah, and look, anyone who's bought a colored diamond has made mistakes. Um, we've made mistakes and we've seen lots of people make mistakes. Um, but that's part of, of, of learning. Um, you get what this is about is helping those people who uh, help them to avoid making those first purchase mistakes because we've had lots of people buy sometimes great diamonds from, from other people or other companies, whatever it is, but the prices were wrong. Um, and understanding that comes from making sure you know these 10 steps um, and familiarizing yourself with them to avoid those sorts of pitfalls. So if you are committed to making a purchase and you're thinking, yeah, this is, this is the market I want to get involved in, then why, why make those mistakes off the bat? This is a very simple way to, to avoid those pitfalls. And, and the, sorry, the way that we know this information is correct is because we pride ourselves on our education. I'm a GIA alumnus and I have a wealth of information at my fingertips. I'm very connected. We're always reading. We're always talking to people in the industry. We're very well connected. We know what's going on and we have all the information. This is expert opinion. This is expert knowledge. This is this is the information that you need and it's the right information that you need. Some of it's so basic too. I mean, look at point five inside this, uh, this, uh, this document. I mean, it says anything that sounds edible is not likely investment grade. That's funny, right? Because everyone talks about cognac like and champagne and, and chocolate. True, right? exactly. And it sounds so wonderful. And right. you're, you're going to see a lot of it, particularly you see celebrities walking the red carpet. And, they're, you know, we want what they have, right? And they're the style makers. And we see them wearing brown diamonds and we think, oh, they must be expensive. They, they're so glamorous. They're beautiful. But at the end of the day, they're just not rare. They're just not rare enough to be considered investment grade. So when people are 
buying brown diamonds. That's all they are, is brown diamonds. Um, they're just not valuable enough to be considered investment. So when you when picking out this guy, the first thing you suggest to somebody who's new to buying a fancy color diamonds with Guildhall, what's the first thing they should do? The, the first thing I would recommend is go to our website, guildhalldiamonds.com, and we have a learning center, so you could go there and, and learn. And, you know, look at our website. And the other thing is you can always call us. Where we love to talk to you, we love to educate you and explain to you about color diamonds. You know, we're not going to just sit there for hours on end if you're not interested. But if you are looking at this seriously as an investment, we're here to help you. We want to help you make the right decision and the right diamond for you. There, you know, there's companies out there. Let me just try to explain something. Natural fancy color diamonds are extremely rare. Um, they come in colors of yellow, pink, blue, green, purple, red. Um, you know, these stones, these diamonds were created billions of years ago. You can't create a diamond overnight. And, you know, you've got to understand that we sell the best of quality, the best of clarity, the best of color, the best of cut. When you're going for the best of breed, you're going to pay a little extra for that. But these are investment great diamonds. There are companies out there that tell you uh, that you can, you know, make 30% in six weeks, eight weeks, three months. Not the case. Natural fancy color diamonds tend to double every four to five years if you're buying the top quality and carat size. We don't, you know, we sell the best. And when I say the best, we're selling the Rolls Royce, the Ferrari of the industry. This is the products that go up. You know, if you're going to buy a home, if you buy a home in Forest Hills or you buy something in Oakville or Burlington, it's going to go up much quicker if it's a big home or King City than it is in a small, tiny house uh, in Kingston. I mean, yep. they, it's just not the same. So it's it's like real estate. It's location, location, location. It's the color. It's the cut. It's the clarity. And it's the carrot. Four C's, the carrot way. That's what you're buying. Nicole has put together, you know, this information, the 10 steps. It's a great, great guide. If it sounds too good to be true, like, you know, when, when a salesman on the phone is going to tell you you can make 20%, 30% in two weeks, three weeks, three months, it's not the case. This is an investment. If you're looking to retire, whether it's 10, 15, 20 years' time or you're looking to put your kids through college, this is the investment. You can take. I know because I travel all over the place to buy my natural fancy color diamonds. Let's give you a quick example. The Argyle Mine it's in Western Australia. They produce 90% of the world's pinks. That 90% of the world's pinks is one-tenth of 1% 1 of their actual production. That's how small it is. A teaspoonful of Argyle pinks makes their annual tender. That's tiny. There's 54, 55 diamonds go into that tender. Go to our website, Guildhall Diamonds. You'll see a tender stone. It's a 0.81, fancy, intense, VS quality. It's $325,000. This was from the 2012 tender. I can tell you, when we first put that stone up on the website, I think we had it on for 175000 Today, we've got it on for 325000 And say, are we gouging? No, because if I have to replace it, I would have to pay for that same stone today, probably three fifty to four hundred thousand dollars, if I could lay my hands on a diamond like that. So the Argyle diamonds, the the diamonds are there's less production coming out of the market, supply is diminishing, the mines are less productive, and it's going to close in two thousand eighteen. There's more awareness of this investment, and there's a growing demand. And you've got to remember, this is. Not only just a great investment, it's an insurable asset. How many of your assets can you insure? Can you insure the stock market? I don't think so. There's no bureaucracy. It's completely confidential when you're buying a diamond at Guildhall, and there is an unbelievable return on investment. We're looking at pink diamonds. In actual fact, the Argyle pinks are doubling every three years in the VS quality. one 877 or com. If you want to take advantage of the Color Diamond Buying Guide, you can do so at the website or call that phone number. And trust me, this is something you want to uh, to look at and get in touch with the, uh, the company to start investing on these, Paul. Yeah, I mean, at Guildhall, you can get into a fancy 
we have we stock fancy intense and vivid stones. You can get into a yellow, a one carat fancy for as little as about twelve thousand dollars. This is the type of diamond that you can put aside in five years time it could easily be worth twenty five thousand dollars mm-hmm. and in ten years time could easily be worth thirty five to forty thousand dollars. Fancies tend to go up about twelve percent a year. Intenses uh, which are just one grade below vivids tend to go up as as almost as twenty percent a year and right now vivid Diamonds, internally flawless, are going up as much as 35% a year. That's the prices that, that are going into effect right now. We're not like a company that's going to get you on the phone or you phoned in and we're going to try to sell you something and tell you you're going to make 30% in, in two months and then you're going to try and sell the diamond back to us. We don't do that. You need to hold on to a diamond for five years to really see the profit. When you do want to sell the diamond... It's very. It's a very easy process. We have the vehicle to do it. Our website, our emails, our client list. We're happy to get back the type of diamonds that we sell for the simple reason it's the quality that we sell. We're happy to get back. So it's really important. When I talk about argyle pinks, argyle pinks in VS quality, quarter of a carat and more. You know they're going up, doubling virtually every three years now. Blues internally flawless. You cannot get your hands on these type of diamonds a doubling every two years. Red, hardest stone, the most beautiful stones in the world, are going anywhere from $1.8 million to $2.3 million a carat. 30 years ago, you could have bought that same stone for $30,000 for a fancy VS. Today, the prices are one point eight to $2.3 million. Not a bad return. And, and it has to be emphasized, it's not a short-term market. You know, we've, we've talked about owning gold for wealth, or for speculation, and you don't really buy diamonds for speculation. You're, you're, you're buying a diamond for long-term wealth. The price appreciation on investment-grade diamonds is, is, is well-documented. You can go to um, the auction records for that. Guildhall has its own personal records on it. It's why we continue to buy top high-grade uh, investment-grade natural fancy-colored diamonds because they're money makers. It's like having money in the bank. Um, we also notice that as people get into the into the market, they end up a, a lot of them do become collectors, and they want to round out their collection. And then, and of course, Nicole is here to help with that. Um, we we just want people to buy if they're into the market to buy something that they want to increase in value, and they want to buy something that in five ten years will have increased. We want them to avoid the pitfalls. We want them to own quality. Because we we are transparent in that regard, we have this 10-step guide to help first-time buyers who are often insecure have that security when they go in. Because I can tell you, I talk to a lot of people who've bought white diamonds. They're, they're all insecure about their purchase. They don't know if they bought a great diamond or not. They're looking for, for something to say, did I get... Did I get it right? And that's what this guide helps do. And as far as uh, as far as uh, helping resale, hey, look, you know, if you if you're holding on to the diamond for twenty years, that's great. If you're looking to hold on to it for five years and you decide that it's time to uh, find another buyer for it, that's what Guildhall's for. We love these diamonds. We were happy to uh, procure them in the first place. We're happy to find them the right home the second time around. And there's also you can upgrade. I mean, you buy a diamond. Uh, you could only afford twenty, thirty, fifty thousand dollars right now, but in five years' time, you come into money, or you can see how your diamonds appreciated, and you want to put it into a bigger diamond. No different to buying a home. Mm-hmm. You know, when you first get married, you maybe only be able to buy a three-bedroom house, a townhouse, and you become successful in, in whatever you're doing. You move up to a four-bedroom house. You may move up to a five-bedroom house with three garages. That's what the diamond business is all about, being able to increase the value and making money in the market. Yeah, and nobody nobody ever says, well, I'm not going to move up from my studio to a two-bedroom because I don't <laughs> think I'm going to be able to sell the two-bedroom, right? right. It's, it's I'm going to keep moving up, keep moving up, keep moving up until I'm in the multi-million dollar home, and then I'm going to sell it eventually, empty nester, have an apartment here, apartment in Florida, whatever it is, and then... And then move on from there. So the attitude should be very similar in colored diamonds. You should have no problem moving up into the bigger ranges because the, the more you can invest in a colored diamond, the better the return down the road. And the thing is, you know, we sell such quality. I mean, if you were going to go and buy a Ferrari or a Rolls Royce, would you buy one with a, a dent in it or, or a big bang in it or big scratches in it? No. I mean, you would want something that's pristine, clear, a great vehicle that you know what is going to appreciate. You know, people buy antique automobiles and they make money at it. 
Why do they make money at it? Because they're so rare and they're happy to put the money in. It's the same thing with diamonds. It's a piece of art. You don't manufacture or cut a, a diamond, a natural fancy color diamond. I see diamonds with so many extra facets. They've been badly cut. It's product that I wouldn't carry. Let somebody else take that. You know, I hear people advertising, even in white diamonds. You know, somebody said, well, I bought a five-carat white diamond for $40,000. Well, there's so many different grades. It starts off at D, which is the best of the best, internally flawless, and you get down to L, you know, which is not very good, and you may get an SI1 or an SI2. That's not a value, and you can, you will never make money on those white diamonds. When people that make money on even on white diamonds, you have to buy D quality over a carat, internally flawless, or VVS, and that's the tip of the day. Do not buy H I J K L just because it looks good in a store. The first step, though, is to get the ten steps of buying investment grade natural fancy color diamonds. Very easy to do. One eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven or therealmoneyshow.com. dot com. The number to get a hold of The Real Money Show, one 1711 or com. That is also where you should go to take advantage of this, the 10 steps of buying investment-grade natural fancy color diamonds. It's colorful, it's easy to read, it's chock full of information you need, and it's the first step you should take uh, when making this investment. Paul, it's also uh, it's a good one-two punch. It's a good uh, surf and turf to get uh, some gold and silver and a natural fancy color diamond together, right? Yeah, uh, the prices that uh, silver and gold are trading today, it makes sense whether you want to own it physical, buying a 1,000 ounces of silver or 10 or 20 ounces of gold putting it together with a natural fancy color diamond we don't challenge anybody's pocket you can go to the website you can find a beautiful fancy internally flawless stone for twelve thirteen thousand dollars great starter stone with buying you know a one carat or one ten carat fancy you can hold on to it for a couple of years you want to upgrade it to a to an intense or a vivid we're happy to take that diamond back and do that for you or if you just want to put that diamond away Put it away for 5, 10, 15 years for retirement. Own some gold and silver, which you can trade. When you buy a natural fancy color diamond, you're not day trading it. You're putting it away. It's a long-term hold. You know, the diamonds that we see in auction are going for $50 million, $80 million. There have been family heirlooms that have been kept for 50, 60, 70 years, and now people are selling them for unbelievable exorbitant pricing. So own some gold, own some silver, physical, whether you take it home, if you want to put it into a depository, it's available to you where we've got a safe, secure, allocated, segregated, and even titled to you so that we can even give you the bar numbers. You want to buy 10 100-ounce bars of silver or 21-ounce uh, bars of gold wafers, we can give you the numbers. It's segregated, allocated, numbered product. That product goes in a lockbox for you. We can't touch it. The depository won't touch it. And when you want to go to sell it, all you have to do is call us, give her the numbers of the bars you want to sell, and those are the bars that we will sell for you. For people that are a little bit more ambitious, want to use collateralized financing, we were. The company that we're using, we're putting up 30% equity. We've now put it down to 20%. This allows you to put up less money on a $7,000, $8,000 investment. You're still owning 1,000 ounces of silver. If you own silver outright for twenty one, twenty two thousand, for you to double your money, would have to go to forty four thousand. This way, you get a six, seven dollar move, and you've doubled your money. A four dollar move in silver right now, from twenty one dollars to twenty five dollars, you got a fifty percent return. And something like that, Jeremy, could easily happen this year, right? Yes, it certainly could happen. Um, it's not the first time it's happened, uh, but if. The price of silver does get up to the twenty five twenty six. I think you'll see a major momentum shift in the market. Those speculators that we've talked about that have been in their bear caves for the last uh, couple of years, um, just like the groundhog, they'll start to come out of their shells a little bit and start to walk around and start to think that things are nice and, uh, well, they won't see their shadow. Let's put it that way. So we do think that the market will move in that direction, and lots of things can push the market up. Uh, very, very quickly, one being geopolitical unrest. And, you know, as we're taping the show, I'm just looking and and I'm I'm reading a headline, China sides with Russia on sanctions. Ambassador warns Western nations would be hurting themselves. And the quote is, China has consistently opposed the easy use of sanctions in international relations or using sanctions as a threat. Western countries would largely be hurting themselves if they imposed tougher sanctions. What does that mean? Well, that's, you know, it's straight out of Jim Rickard's Currency Wars book, which is you want to do that. We're going to switch over to gold. We own the gold. 
you're going to be left hanging, uh, holding a very big bill and uh, and your fiat currency debts. And some and someone's going to ask for their pound of flesh. The U.S. has been doing it for years. Um, the uh, pendulum could swing the other way. So there's lots of swan, black swan events that can push this market up. One of them being simply just demand on the on the physical product itself, especially silver, which is it's not just like gold that is stored for wealth purposes as a world. Uh, it's not just a currency. It is money. It is a, a, a place to, to store wealth. But silver, on the other hand, is also an industrial product. It's a, it's a depleting resource. It's used in computers, cars, cell phones, plasma screen TVs, um, missiles, mm. uh, medical usages. Uh, the, the list goes on and on and on. And the population of the planet keeps growing and the usages keep growing. Um, from battery power, solar power, uh, those sorts of things, water purification, all of these uh, technologies that we're going to need going forward, and the demand keeps growing. So at some point, that fundamental will come to play in the market. And I think that all of these other black swan events, you have to really start to look through and... uh, Maybe stop watching as much American Idol and start to read some some <laughs> articles. Maybe get the Precious Metal Advisor. Get yourself informed a little bit, and think about protecting your wealth. And think about the ways you're going to protect your wealth. Are you going to protect your wealth by keeping it in the bank at a, at a one and a half percent interest, or in a bond where you know the Russia and China said we'll dump our treasuries if that's what it's going to come to? You've got to think of some place really secure, some place that's nailed down. And so you want to think about something like gold and silver, which have obviously a 4,000-year track record of, of supporting wealth. So uh, give us a call, and uh, we're more than happy to help you uh, learn the fundamentals, get you on the Precious Metal Advisor, or give you the details on how to uh, how to get invested in these markets, and also we can do that on the diamond side as well. And you should be getting to a one, too. The diamond and the metal is a good, a good way to go. Yeah, on. you really need to get into the hard assets, and gold and silver, natural fancy color diamond are hard assets that you need to own 15%, 20%, 25%, in your portfolio, you know the inflation is coming. It's going to happen. There's a lot of geopolitical unrest out there. I know everybody in my company. We all own gold, silver, and a natural fancy colored diamond. We're pretty secure. I'm happy with it. Um, it's the way to go if you're really looking to protect your wealth, protect your hard-earned income, protect your capital of what it is. It's going to get eroded. It's going to get eroded with even with just inflation with uh, food the way it's going right now, Patching, packaging is getting smaller and prices are going up. Hold something that's going to go up in value. The number one eight seven seven two one four seventeen eleven. The Real Money Show dot com. While you're there, Jeremy said it. Take advantage of the Precious Metals Advisor and also grab hold of the ten steps of buying investment grade natural fancy color diamonds. A new publication. You've got to have this uh, in your toolkit when you're investing. This has been the Real Money Show. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and all podcast platforms.